Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Trump comes to Washington. Number two, Chips is moving, finally. And number three, what House Dems are up to this week? All right, Jake, let's get into it. Former President Donald Trump is coming to Washington for the first time since he left office in disgrace after the January 6th insurrection. Uh, We lead the morning's newsletter with an interesting look at kind of where Trump stands in the Republican Party and where he stands with both Senate Republicans and House Republicans. Yeah, you know, we're usually not uh, uh, at Punchbowl News in the um, in the. Trump reporting camp because he doesn't, you know, we we report on power, people and politics and and Donald Trump is out of power at the moment, although he has incredible sway over the Republican Party. And quite frankly, the interesting thing to us when we were kind of looking at this um, at the uh, 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 this policy retreat, this policy conference that's going on today, which is called the America First Agenda Summit. Um the interesting thing to us is that uh, look at who is at this retreat and look at who is not uh, at this retreat is Kevin McCarthy and a whole host of Senate uh, have House Republican leaders, Steve Scalise, Jason Smith, who's vying to be the top Republican on the Ways and Means Committee, Kathy McMorris Rogers, the top Republican on Energy and Commerce. And look who is not Mitch McConnell, John Thune, John Barrasso. Uh None of them are going to be making their trek to the Marriott Marquis today um, or yesterday, for that matter, for this policy retreat. Trump closes out this thing today at 3 p.m. Um, and uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy is is preceding him in a a kind of I think a some sort of roundtable with Newt Gingrich, uh, the former Speaker of the House, who. Uh, is still quite prominent in Republican politics now, 20-something years after leaving office. Now, we asked, uh, Brez asked McConnell yesterday about this. Uh, McConnell said, nice try, Brez. Uh, Mm. (laughs) McConnell wants wants nothing to do with with Trump. Uh, And McCarthy has made a, a, a different bet, which is, Stay close to Trump. He's the most popular figure in the party, and uh, most of his members still support Donald Trump. Um, and that is a, uh, to be honest with you, that is a uh, that kind of dominate that kind of defines the relationship between these two the the two Republican leaders. And you're kind of seeing this drama play out, Anna, on the stage at the Marriott Marquis. Yeah, absolutely. Going to be very interesting to see uh, what Trump speaks about, how much of an airing of the grievances. It yeah, it is. is a policy retreat. It was funny. We were Brez and I were talking to a source last night who made the point that this is a a policy retreat. And, and uh, the um, the. You know, it's supposed to be about policy. I wonder if Donald Trump will be talking about uh, uh, the solvency of Medicare or anything. Or any of Hard the to see a lot of white he... papers coming up uh, during the former president's conversation. We'll see, Anna. You know that is the thing about that is the thing about politics. You kind of it always surprises you. Maybe Trump will surprise us and go on a long diatribe about cutting regulations, or maybe he will take his grievance show to the Marriott Marquis on Massachusetts Avenue. 
We shall see. We shall. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, The Senate is finally ready to take a big step on the CHIPS bill. Of course, I'm sure all of you have been waiting with bated breath to see how the Senate... I have been. I I know. (laughs) More than than probably most. Anybody. Uh, uh, they they are looking to pass this Chips Plus bill, obviously, as we've been talking about for weeks, before the August recess. Uh, it appears today is that day. We thought it was going to be yesterday, um, but flights were delayed at Washington Reagan and Dulles because of weather. We don't expect any... Uh, big bumps in the road for this $280 billion package, despite the fact that some senators have now come down with COVID, Jake. We don't expect any uh, surprises. Let me let me also first uh, put a plug in for our event this morning. We have the, the, the Deputy Secretary of Commerce, um, Don Graves, who has been, I mean, obviously Commerce has taken the lead in the... Um, in pushing the chips bill, we have talked to Gina Raimondo. We did an event with her at some point in the last couple of months. It was a very newsy event. Um, we've interviewed Raimondo a number of times because she is trying. She is the the administration's top official here in pushing this chips legislation. She's been critical in getting it across the finish line. Uh, it's not across the finish line yet. We still have some twists and turns maybe in the House. We'll see. Um, but, uh, uh, and worth also noting, Jake, though, the interesting part also is going to be commerce disperses a lot of the money that is, is being put into this bill. Yeah. They're going to have a massive role in the post after this does pass who, who the winners, who the losers are, how fast it gets into the ecosystem, all of that stuff. Yeah. It's actually, it's, fu- as well. it's funny you mentioned that we were, I was talking to a, a, a Senate leadership aide about this yesterday. We should talk to Graves about this today, yes. to be honest with you. We will um, be. Much of this money is subject to appropriations, um, is subject to the Hill getting it out the door. I mean, some of it is not, you know, some of it is is mandatory spending, but a whole chunk of it is discretionary and subject to congressional appropriations and congressional appropriators love to spend money. (laughs) So I don't think it's going to be like a. You know, I, I assume it's going to get out the door, but a lot of it is subject to that appropriations process. We sh- we'll talk to Graves about that today. We should make a note about that, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, but yes, so this this vote was delayed yesterday because of travel problems at Washington Reagan and Washington Dulles. If they would have asked me in the morning, I could have told them they might have some travel problems because of the combination of you know, just the, the mess in the travel industry right now, plus the weather. Uh, uh, flights were actually uh, uh, diverted from the, both big, the... Big flight watcher, Jake Sherman. Big flight here. watcher, yes. A um, number of flights were diverted from um, into Richmond. Um, oh, wow. That's uh, yeah, I've had that happen before. Um, so uh, <laughs> there is a... So this vote will come up at 11 o'clock today. Remember, there's a bunch of absences. Uh, uh, Pat Leahy's out after a double two hip surgeries joe manchin has covid lisa murkowski has covid they still should be able to get across the finish line um we heard some rumblings that there were some people who were upset about the um uh about the bill Uh, now rob portman the lead republican says it's not perfect but he wants to get it across the finish line um so there are 30 hours post debate uh post cloture uh, of debate which would put you know, final passage around Wednesday, I guess, you know, early afternoon, uh, that could be collapsed um, uh, to, 
it could just be collapsed if, if all the if the entire Senate agrees to collapse it and to make it shorter. Um, so uh, uh, this could, you know, important to remember the House, the Senate passes this this week. The House is going to probably take it up this week as well. And uh, because the House is supposed to be out starting Friday until September, that's not going to happen because they have to pass reconciliation if the Senate ever gets its act together on that, which we expect. So that is those are the kind of the dynamics right now. All right, from the number three story of the morning. Democratic leaders in the House are pushing ahead on a police funding package, working furiously behind the scenes to shore up support for a package of gun control and police funding bills with the hope of passing it later this week. The House returns this afternoon, so clearly the next 24 hours are going to be critical for Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her leadership team as they determine which bills are actually going to have enough support to clear the House with Democrats' slim four-vote margin. Yeah, um, this is a this is really interesting. It's a very big uh, uh, kind of through line of the Democratic caucus so far. The difference, the the kind of push and pull between um, uh, the police funding, the defund the police movement. Now, the Democrats have made Democratic leadership has made it clear they believe the police should be funded adequately. Um, And uh, that's what they're doing this week. This has been a push um uh by the uh uh moderates in the ca- in the caucus now people like Josh Gottheimer and even actually Katie Porter who has pushed for a number of these police bills Katie Porter one of the leading progressives in Congress so um uh assault weapons ban police funding we expect this to come up this week i guess it could slip but i, I don't think it will um uh so it will be interesting to see how they get this across the finish line it will be you know it will be a um uh, a squeeze to be honest with you because uh, because it is you know everything's a squeeze in a, like a four four seat majority remember the majority goes down the the voting margin goes down to 3 votes after Republicans are expected to win a special election in Minnesota uh, in just a couple of weeks. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. It's the easiest way for folks to find out about the Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter, Punchbowl News AM at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.